0: Welcome to Healthy Conversations. I am your host, Dr. LaStacia Williams. I know it's been a long time, but hey, we are back and I am excited to be back with everybody. So today we have a great topic in my department that I work with, which I think I work with the best team in the state of Texas. Yes, I said it, the state of Texas. We have been discussing for this semester, The Power of a Positive Team by John Gordon, which if you haven't read the book, I suggest you go ahead and get that book to read because it is powerful. It is a, a, a great book and I think every team should read it. But who can I have, I thought, I said, hey, who do I need to have on the show today to discuss the power of a positive team? Well, it's my team that I am a part of in the DeSoto ISD. I have student support services with me today. How's everybody doing?
1: Good. Ah,
0: look in unison. There we go. There we go. So I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves. Starting to my right, go ahead.
2: How you doing, my name is uh, Michael Green, Jr., coordinator for student leadership and development.
3: Hello, I'm Nikki Chamblee, coordinator of restorative practices.
1: Great, morning, I'm Bridget Nevels, director of student support services.
4: Dr. Jermaine Wilson, executive director for student support services. Leon Darden, principal of the DeSoto Education alternative program. Desmond Harris, coordinator of student services.
1: Good morning. I'm Kareem Hawkins, Director of Social-Emotional Learning and Guidance. Hey, I'm Emily Clark, the Admin Assistant to Student Support Services.
0: There you have it, guys. Look, don't they? they just sound great? Oh, they just sound like a great team. Don't hate on me, guys, because I got the best team. But let's go ahead and get into the episode for today. So, like I said, we were talking about positive teams and how positive teams look. And in the beginning of this book, I thought it was a great thing because John started out, he said, behind every great team is a strong culture, great leadership, and passionate, committed people. I thought that that was so powerful because when you think about a team and the culture of there's so many teams out. When you when you thinking about uh basketball football soccer baseball the great teams if you look at those teams the culture within that team sets the atmosphere of how everything is going to to go so let's look at real positive when somebody says real positive we're gonna we're gonna look at because the book is a positive team right the power of a positive team so if somebody says real positive when you look at real, let's break it down first. When you look at real, and anybody, anybody can respond. When you look at real, what is your definition of real? Authentic. Authentic, okay. Anybody else?
1: I would
0: say open-minded. Open-minded. Mm-hmm. Joy.
2: Okay. Joy. I get into pragmatic.
0: Oh, look at you. Oh, come on then. Okay, so when you think about positive. When you're looking at positive, what, what do you, what, how can you define that? Positive. I would say
3: optimistic and, and high expectations.
0: And Dr. Wilson said you stole his thunder because he was getting ready to say that. Okay. Okay. To, to see the good in everything. Okay. To see the good in everything. I would add
1: intentionality.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. So he. One person said real, genuine, uh, not counterfeit, artificial, or imitation, authentic. Mm -hmm. That's what they said real was. Positive, hopeful, good, constructive. Now, people on the outside might be looking and said, okay, they're talking about real positive, real positive teams and being real positive. And so they was like, oh, okay, so y'all happy all the time? Y'all like, you know, Pollyanna or somebody and, you know, we... We're off to see the wizard kind of, you know, happy. But that's not necessarily what real positive means. So when you look at those definitions, someone described to me, looking at our team, because I can, you know, I'm just going to go with our frame of reference, looking at our team. How do you, why do you think that our team would be considered real positive? I
3: think we have a genuine concern for others
0: the focus of all we do okay a genuine concern for others okay anybody I would say
1: comfort that was definitely just illustrated earlier
0: comfort and when you say comfort will you
1: comfortable with each other mm. coming into a space being as real as we can for that day and for that moment
0: okay okay anybody else i would
2: say i think because
4: we have a measure of care about each other in the team. So, like, everybody tries to help whenever they can if somebody else needs something.
0: Okay.
1: And then I would just like to say action. And we actually take, we actually address the, the different support systems and the
3: supports that's needed in the system. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And when I think about what everybody said, we exemplify what we want to happen outside of the team. So we are the example of what it should look like Anytime
0: you're interacting with a student, a parent, or a stakeholder. Mm, okay. I don't wanna step on nobody's toes this morning, but I am. So <laughs> when you say that, you know, we we are making sure that, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that person. What what does that look like for if, if we're gonna be an example for all student support services, not just be an example as a team for our district, but other districts around us what what how what can you say that will help them to 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 get that because everybody like look that's that's not my job mm. i'm i'm not finna fool with that today and whoever need to be on a post need to be on a post what can you say to to those individuals who in order for a district to to run smoothly to just say you know what well, i'm gonna help out where i can and do what I can, what, what could you say to them?
3: I think a system in an organization, so we don't have to flumble or wait for people to wait for us to figure out what to do, because we have a system for, you make that phone call to Ms. Clark, Ms. Clark identifies who it needs to go to, it goes to who they need to go, it goes to, and we respond.
0: So there's steps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not, you know, stepping over, you know, one step to get to number five, we, we go, there's a system. That needs to be said. Okay, so guys, you hear that. There's a system that needs to be in place in order for you to run effectively, not just as a student support services um, department, but as an entire district. So we're gonna go ahead and shift towards talking about driving a positive culture. I believe, and many will say if they're listening right now, would say that I'm biased, but hey. It is my show. I can do what I want to do. But I'm biased because I believe that we have a positive culture within student support services. So when when you're thinking about driving this positive culture, author says it builds relationships and teamwork and empowers people to learn and grow and do their best work. When driving and building a culture, ask yourself these these questions. So we're we're thinking about driving a culture. We're we're asking ourselves these questions: one, what do we stand for? Hmm. What do we stand for? And two, what do we want to be known for? Hmm. So anybody can take take this this question: What do we stand for? Student support services.
4: Well, I think from a team standpoint, I and mean, I think it extends across the district. Uh, how it's received is, you know. Depends on who the, person, who the receiver is, but I think we have an established culture of excellence and execution. And part of that established culture and execution is confidence. Um, you alluded to it earlier that someone will say that's not my job. Well, I believe that we're cold enough on this team to step into multiple roles within the organization, and that also exudes from each and every one of us. And so that helps build our culture because we're as confident as any in this disrespect, maybe the most common.
0: Hey, he said we we cold enough is into which I like I like that wording. I like it. I like it. So anybody else, what what do we what do we stand for?
3: I think everything we do stems from an intentional focus on the best interests of students. And so we don't have time to argue, you know, who shoulda, coulda did did or didn't, um, but what is in the best interest of the student who we're trying to work with.
0: Okay. Okay. So what do we want to be known for? When, when people coming from, because I believe a great team or uh, uh, the power of a positive team, even when we leave our positions, if that day ever comes, uh, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, um, we leave our positions, then what our mark that we've left, anybody can come in and say, you know what, I can keep that going. I can. So, what do we want to be known for as a department? To serve. To serve. Okay. So because being a great leader, you gotta be able to serve. Go ahead. It's
4: also a lasting impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we do is not just for the moment. Uh, it's a, again, it's a standard. Um, so anyone who comes in
4: uh, will know that that is the standard that has been established, and will have to get in line and be a part of that. Um, just that. Motor modus operandi mm-hmm. um, and how do we decide
1: to do things? Okay. I yeah. uh, Go ahead. I, I would also say, probably, I didn't realize it maybe until last year. He
0: didn't know he knew that word. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, go ahead. No, man,
1: <laughs> see, they gotta get in line when they come in. So, yeah, they gotta get in line.
3: <laughs> now they can come in chain and they gotta
0: get in line. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, no, ahead. Go, go, ahead. go
1: ahead. I think it's, um, Realizing that student support services really is a every stakeholder touch point. Mm -hmm. So when you look at every probably department, at some point we trickle over or somehow we support Mm -hmm. almost every department, which almost supports every stakeholder in our organization.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's for that reason. I agree with both Darden and Kareem on that one, because I think mostly what we recognize we had this opportunity to have like be known for how contagious our culture is. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, we have a huge opportunity in, in, in our district to really be the department that people look back in five years and say, man, student Support Services start putting on these events and around these areas and start having these experiences and start having these conversations it just caught like fire. And then human resources start to look different. And then, you know, the way our schools start to look different. So I think that we really could be known, especially because so many of us have many diverse, um, you know, specialties, mm-hmm. that we really could be known as that department to kind of bring back our district to that level of perfection that we know we got. So um, I'm excited about that.
0: And, and that's good. I, mean, I don't know if people realize it, but if you want an organ- organization to to pretty much die Mm. keep saying we've never done it this way before Mm. if you continuously say we've never done it this way before and you don't try to come in you're not trying to be creative you're not trying to help other people you're not trying to be there for the people within your department then that pretty much guaranteed that your department will die and your organization will die it's as simple as that let me phrase that is that's my opinion <laughs> that you know that it that will happen so we had a um it was our last meeting I think Mr. Green did that meeting and he had this nice little poster board and it had on there it talked about my work will help the office of student support services build a legacy by dot 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 mm. so we had these are some of the You know, some of the things that were said, and some people probably won't remember what they said, but but these are some of the things that we said that we wanted to build a legacy for student support services. Dr. Wilson stated that to build a legacy, to have a united spirit of excellence, Mm. and I think we've um, talked about that and touched on that in almost every single meeting, operating in the spirit of excellence. Um, Mr. Harris said, by delivering a great impact on others. And that's so important when you're thinking about, um, uh, all the, because we have to touch every student within this district. We, we deal with everybody. It doesn't matter if they're special education, if they're talented and gifted, if they're wherever we, we touch everybody. So delivering a great impact on others, Miss Hawkins says of being the vitamin C contagious, positive energy and whether people realize it or not and i think we're gonna talk about that a little later i can't remember my my notes but we're gonna talk about that a little later about positive energy because energy is contagious whether it's positive or negative because sometimes some people come into the room and they'll be like oh there she go again i'm sick of her so you know that positive energy um dr c said she said That maximizes positive community and connection impacting the growth and development of the city of DeSoto, which is that's a a good thing because most districts don't realize, hey, you're not just working and benefiting the students within your school, but you touch the actual city, the city that you're in, the students that come from, you know, the communities within the city. So you have to have them in mind and you have to be in partnership with the actual city so that that was a great thing mr darden says which we can always depend on mr darden to bring in the profoundness he said of excellence is that the magic is in your melanin that's what he said he said the magic is in your melanin and i believe i don't shy away from i've, I've worked in many places and i've worked with a number of students but I never shy away from, I, t- I tell people all the time, I go hard for all students. But it's when those students of color, mm. it does something to me because I have five kids of my own. And I, I, just, I just love it to when I see kids of color, minority students. I don't like to call them minority students mostly. But kids of color. So he's absolutely the magic is in our melon. And a lot of times when we work in different communities and different cities with with students of of color, people from the outside don't get to see the magic that's within them like we get to see it because of let's be honest, funding. You know, that, that it, it just it's a lot of things that come into play, but they don't really get to see the magic that, as he states, the magic is in the melanin. Ms. Clark says of love, soul and creativity. And if anybody knows Ms. Clark, it's all about love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love. And so, you know, and that, and that's so because when we're doing anything in student support services, we always say, hey, we're loving on everybody. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. Because we have all the students' best interests in heart. And so we're loving and on everybody. Mr. Green, he says that celebrates student leadership and excellence. We want to make sure that our students, when they come from the Soto I Z, they can say, Oh, oh yeah, they they good. We we already know they're gonna be all right when they get into this college classroom. We we don't we don't even have to worry about them. Uh and Miss Nevels, she said by sowing into others and myself, being creative and innovative, being the voice of accountability for children, and sewing into others and ourselves is so important because guess what? If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't help everybody else. And with student support services, we're going, we're going all the time. We're doing all of these different things and we have all these different events for students and it comes a time when we have to kind of sew into ourselves so that way we can go and and sew into other people. So I just want to let everybody know that's what we're not just saying something that we read in the book. We are actually living this. We're actually doing this as a department because it is our culture. Now, when we're when we look in when we look at a culture and driving it, one person said uh, in in the book, you cannot delegate driving culture. You must spend your time and energy creating, building, and reinforcing it. You can't delegate. You know, mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. That's something that it, it it you you're creating and you building it. Mm-hmm. And so, what are you doing every day to build slash live the culture of student support services? And anybody can take that question. What are, what are you doing every day to make sure that you're building and living the culture of student support services? Not everybody at once. I think, once. Uh, I mean, with, with
2: that
3: particular question, I connected with number five out of 11. Mm-hmm. It talks about your attitude, your efforts, and your actions. So mm-hmm. for me, action
0: of actually doing the work and then the effort that that I actually put into the work. So we're not just actually lip service. No. We're actually out okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So somebody else, what what is it that you're doing every day to build and live the culture of student support services?
2: um i think for me i'm just really trying to do a couple things one just be innovative and be thinking about how do we make sure that we are truly wrap around services for our kids but then also i think just trying to be an ambassador for, like, what we do, who we are, having a conversation with people who people often don't talk to, trying to build those bridges, recognizing, again, that one of the biggest legacies is, like, one way that we build our cultures, we live our culture, and spread our culture. So how often are we not just having conversations in silos like this, but mm-hmm. how are we then having those conversations with board members who we may not necessarily have the best relationship with but also could, mm-hmm. you know, start to build the bridge and start to kind of get things done. How are we having conversations with principals and kids and just making sure that student support services is reaching out and being an ambassador for not just what we do, but you know, who we can
0: serve and mm. how we can serve them better. And not just having conversations, but having effective conversations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because a lot of times when, when we go in, some people and, and being in leadership um, many days can suck mm-hmm. because when you go in and you're having those conversations with the principal, you're having it with board meetings, you're having it with parents or students, we don't wanna upset people. A lot of people don't wanna upset people. But sometimes you have to upset somebody in order to get to what it is that you're trying to get to in order to fix it. We don't wanna cover stuff up. You know, hey, you, when, you, when you have like a, a big gash and it's just bleeding out, a band-aid not going to do you no good it's still going to bleed from underneath it so you you there's other things that you have to do and that's anything when we're like you said when we're going and having those conversations we have to have tough conversations and a lot of those conversations they're not going to be comfortable um and we're in a position in student support services uh, we we can't be comfortable because we we have to make sure that All the students are taken care of and they're getting what they need and we're out there being that advocate. So we got to have tough conversations with a lot of different people. But what I I love
2: about us is that we do have like those tough conversations, but I think that what comes through is just the culture of our team and how then humane we still are. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen all of us have to have tough conversations with people, but we are right in the work with them trying to mm-hmm. figure out mm-hmm. how do we then come to a solution. And we know we still make them somehow feel loved in that, that, that tough conversation. And so I can also appreciate that because I think that is a culture that, you know, needs to bleed outside of our, our department as
0: well. And I just, not just telling them they're wrong. Yeah. Say, but, oh, no, you're doing that but wrong. Do but saying, it. okay, but let's look at it this way. Mm-hmm. and And Dr. Wilson is the... The guru of okay, well let's think about it this way.
3: Let's, let's
0: let's let's think about it this way. And so, sometimes in our society, we hear all the time, "Okay, we're gonna do it for the culture. We're gonna do it for the culture." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you think people really know what that means? No. Okay, you said no, okay. and that was in effect. No, I
1: don't. I think it's uh uh-huh. it's a it's a it's a fad phrase right now. Mm-hmm. Because culture can be defined culture is defined differently for everybody so when we look at a school setting one person might define the solos culture or describe the solos culture as one thing but we know it as something differently so there's a constant combat of no this is we're in the system this is what it really is um <clears throat> excuse me and then people from the outside see this differently
0: and we can't allow other people who are not a part of our culture mm-hmm. to write our story yes. we can't allow them to say oh no y'all this y'all that no wait a minute pump your brakes that's not what we do you, because you're not a part of our culture you don't know what we go in and so I don't think that people really know I, I agree with you I don't think they really know what it means to do it for the culture because if they did put it like this, I don't think they're willing to put in the work Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work to to being quote unquote for the culture. Go ahead. And I think I think. When we talk about culture in a Desoto, I don't I don't think that
4: we mention our demographics enough, and that makes it unique, but it also makes it special. And so there needs to be there has to be an alignment with what culture means when you're 80 percent African American. Mm -hmm. And and I think that we can't be afraid to talk about that and what the diaspora means for people from, whether you went to college, you got multiple degrees or not, how do we make that culture special and transformative and innovative because it's a special thing. Mm -hmm. But we have to be careful about how we view one another. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we don't Mm -hmm. sit there and talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, And so... Culture here is going to be decidedly different from anywhere in the country, I believe. I don't know many demographics that are made up like us from leadership to teachers to the community, our students, so on and so forth. And so I think it's it's important for us to define culture for them, but also, again, the beauty in this Mm -hmm. and approach our culture with that in mind every single day. Um, And so.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because when you're when you're looking at um other districts and they may look at our district and say you know what I I I want I want my my school or my district you know to be like that but people have to be careful when they're looking at the culture of other people because they don't know what it took to to get to that point point. and so I think it's it's a case-by-case basis where you're looking at it like he mentioned the demographics of our district and so how that goes into cultivating our culture when you look at even student support services what goes into what are the different demographics of student support services as a team what goes into building our culture as a team and once we look at that i think Other people can can say, oh, okay, this this what it really means to 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 have this particular culture, because truth be told, if the culture and we'll and we'll talk about that in in a little bit because it's going to wrap up at the end. But when you're looking at the culture, that what that's what drives your department, that's what drives the organization. And if the culture is not right, (laughs) you can forget about anything else. Nothing else is going to go right for your team because the culture of the team isn't isn't there. Go ahead.
1: So then question in our organization specifically, whose role or responsibility is it to convey the message of doing it for the culture?
0: My personal opinion, I think it's um, everybody's um, job, because if you look at it, we'll go department by department. Health services has their you know particular cultures h r has their particular culture so uh student support services have and so it just goes down the line but when you're looking at it, if each department is healthy, then the health of that organization would be healthy um and so if and, and, and we look at it this way when I, anybody that knows me lo- knows I like to, to garden and that's, that's my happy place I like to be out planting and doing all those types of things if, if you have a plant and you know it starts out a certain way but over time you're like I'm watering it it's getting sun I'm putting fertilizer on it but it's still dying At some point, you got to dig through the soil and look at the roots because it might be rotten. Mm -hmm. There might be root rot, what they like to call it. And so we can translate that back to a department, back to an organization. What is the root problem? I can guarantee you it's probably a culture thing. Well, well, um, I'm well, I, you know, know, but I'm saying I'm about to go somewhere. It just, want to go there. okay. <laughs> but, well, look, let me let me ask you like this in your goings, in your goings, because look, I like to, I got three habits I like to do, you know, I like to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, is it gonna cause me to? No, I'm just playing with you. Go ahead, no. go, ahead, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
4: great Mr. James Baldwin follower to my heart and everything he ever said is is church to me because he's never been wrong and the root of it is systemic racism Mm -hmm. and we all assimilate no matter how many degrees that we have or don't have we've all assimilated to a system that wasn't designed for us Mm -hmm. to begin with and so oftentimes rooted in that is a loss of culture because we spend so much time assimilating to that system that we tend to lose sight of what it took to get here mm-hmm. and build people up as um Dr. Du Bois said, like we are the talented tenth, but the talented tenth is not as he defines it was to help the for lack of a better term, the lower of our race mm-hmm. so to speak and in the masses and so you know that's how you build culture um, by being honest about it and again that is the beauty of DeSoto for all its flaws there's no perfect school system by the mm-hmm. way um, and the things that we have, can't keep in house as our parents would say what goes on in this house stays in this house we can't seem to do that um, to, to a great extent but um, you know whether it's us, whether it's our predecessors in generation, whether it's this new generation, I think these babies are brilliant. And I think that they recognize, because of social media, because of, I call them the Trayvon Martin generation, they see these mm-hmm. things. Um, they right in front of their faces where we see a documentary on uh, Emmett Till. You know, mm-hmm. They get to see something similar happening in real time. And so that has to affect you. So. You know, as twice gifted people, again, I can speak like this. And I know that most education is, is, is policy and politics, and politics often overrides policy. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a comfort in being in DeSoto where the right, wrong, or indifferent. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't trust your own. A, 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 a but <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> you know, if you're not free to be who you are in DeSoto, where, where, where can you be free? Mm-hmm. Just based on looking
0: and I and I understood, um, and I laughed, because I understood what you were saying as far as not being able to trust your own. Meaning that just because we come from the same place, just because we're both educated, just because, you know, I have a degree, you have a degree, it doesn't matter if we're not talking the same talk and walking the same walk. And I believe Soto has done a really good job about um addressing uh some of the systemic racism that's going on. Um, they allow I would put it like this: they allow students to kind of discuss what it is that's going on. Because I'll be honest, I there was um there's another district around and it's not in this area, but I had a friend saying how when. It was, I can't remember if it was George Floyd or whichever one it was, but they told the teachers, don't bring it up. Mm. They told them, don't say anything about it because it might cause X, Y, and Z. And that was completely the opposite of what my child got because he attends DeSoto High School and it was completely the opposite of what he got. Teachers actually asked them how they felt about it. And so I think that's one of the really good things about what DeSoto offers and, and how they help our children. And I, was, and I say ours because they are our children. They help our children mm-hmm. kind of process what's, what's happening in, in society. And so that's one of the things. So when we're looking at it, it says if culture is so important. Why don't more leaders focus on it? And the answer was, and it was, I was like, okay, you ain't lying. It says it's because it's not easily quantifiable. Mm -hmm. And you can measure wins and losses and profits and things like that. But it's not easy to measure the health and strength of your culture. Mm -hmm. It's easier to measure the fruit of the tree than it is to cultivate the root. And that's what its it's it's easier to say you know oh oh this 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 is a good good old you know apple it's it's red it's the, you when you can see the fruit, oh it's good to do that it's harder to to cultivate from that root and and go and say hey let me let me take care of this so if you if your culture it says your culture is your root and your focus should be on the process that nourishes and props produces the fruit, so that's where our focus should be, and I think as a department, we're, we're doing that at student support services, we're, we're focusing on not the fruit, but, I mean, it's good to have, you're like, oh, yeah, we did that, especially when we had the gala, you know, the, the gala, the gala, it depends on where you come from, or how you pronounce it, um, <laughs> you know, it, just it, we were like, oh my gosh, we did that, but it wasn't, nobody saw the hard work on the ground floor that went into getting all that done. Nobody sees it's prettier when you can see the fruit, but you know, when you're doing the work and you, you're making sure that the health of that root is good. Oh uh, no, Nobody want to do that. Everybody want to be in on the, the, the after, but they don't, they don't want to go in and, and do that, do that work. So last question, do you think, most people spend more time on the fruit or the root. The
1: fruit. Explain. <clears throat> exactly what you just said. Sum it up, right? It's, it's, um, sometimes it's tangible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes it's visual. Um, sometimes people are scared of the unknown. The root is, is unknown, right? You cannot see it. You have to go dig for it. Um, and then even when you get to it, do you know what to do when you see it?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: It's interesting. I have a different perspective. Okay. I think whether they know it or not, they're focusing on the root a lot more. (laughs) And and actually, it's probably in hindsight, right? It's kind of like when you see your your flower dying. Like, you know you want the fruits of it, but you start to water the top of it. You haven't really re-soiled, but you're still just trying to pitch-patch and make it work. The fruit's never going to be plentiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) until the root is solid. And so you may have, you know, a good season where you have some stuff and you can really, but you always going to get right back to that root. And then ultimately, if you don't really take care of the root, you will have no more fruit. It will die away. And so I think often we are finding ourselves trying to be reactive mm-hmm. to our roots and trying to figure out how can I till it without starting over or really putting in the the proactive work mm-hmm. or the right type of work to make sure this type of soil situation doesn't keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think people are focusing more on the root, but it, and, and it tires them out because then it's not the right type of focus.
0: Or they may, may not know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And I agree right. with him. I
3: think a lot of times the root work is uh, responsive. And so I think that um, we focus on the fruit. I think education is based on that focus Mm -hmm. on the fruit. Like we always look at, you know, we buy programs based on what the research says the Mm -hmm. outcomes are gonna be for the program and we never address the sustainability. So once that license ends for a program XYZ or once that person transitions out of that position or once that funding for that program ends, how are we sustaining that work so that because that's the root work the mm-hmm. root work is in the, the sustainability of a program of a of a process of and so we often don't think about when we're planning something or an initiative we don't intentionally say when this money runs out for this grant when this vendor license expires what are we doing to sustain the work that we've started because it has gone well mm-hmm. and we've gotten the fruit that we want And so what happens is we, we, the money goes away or the person goes away and the root starts to shrivel up
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and then the fruit starts to shrivel up and then we say, oh, well, that didn't work anyway. (laughs) Well, we never had a plan to make it work. You know, like, imagine in gardening, you know that you have to turn the (coughs) earth over if you want next year's flowers or whatever to come up as beautiful as this year's. Mm -hmm.
2: That's why I get into real focus, right? Like we can say we focus. I think when we, we think we focus on something because we're looking at the numbers we're talking about mm-hmm. a lot, I think you don't really focus on the root, unless, I mean, the, 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 the fruit, unless you have actually really nurtured the root, right? Like, that is really showing that you're focusing mm-hmm. on the fruit. Like, you are doing the work to make sure that this fruit is really going to be good. Mm-hmm. And showing I'm really focusing on the kid, the outcome, mm-hmm. them not going to AAP again, mm-hmm. you know, changing their life. I'm focusing on you by making sure that this root is really solid. So I think we look and we quote unquote focus on the fruit, but
0: we not know, really, our work to yeah. show what we really focus on. Right, right. And so I think, look, you guys thought I was playing, but based on our conversation, you have heard that this is really the best department in the state of Texas. I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come into your space and just kind of quote-unquote interview you today. today. I think it was a great uh, conversation and I think it can help many, many, many departments within our state and I will venture out to say um, the country. And so if anybody wants to know how to be successful in having a positive team. You can hit anybody up at student support services in Soto ISD and we'll show you how it's done. So until next time, I want everybody to stay healthy.